0: You're listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Lubbock Sports Station Double T ninety recapping the night that was in the world of sports.
1: A little bit later on tonight, uh, we'll have uh, the Astros and the Diamondbacks. That'll be at eight, and then the Rangers playing at Seattle uh, tonight.
0: And also bringing some humor to your day. It was it pretty big? Yeah, I mean, impressive. Yeah, was it, been, yeah. it was fascinating?
1: It was. I thought it was fascinating. It kind of smelled, but I mean...
0: <laughs> Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app.
1: We're uh, glad to be with you this morning as uh, we uh, speak some sports uh, heading into this uh, long uh, weekend. Boy, What a strange couple of weekends in terms of the holidays. I, I feel like now, maybe it's just... We've had a lot going on at our house, blah, blah, blah. I mean, just like everybody... But it feels like last weekend was like three weeks ago now. It really does. You know, it feels <laughs> yes. like, uh, you know, this time a week ago, the anticipation of Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was cold as all get out. That, that is that is what I mean. And you're <laughs> just you're just trying to survive. And mm-hmm. then you're trying to make sure that everything's, quote, perfect, you know, for <laughs> Christmas. And, you know, for 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 you. I mean, you got brand new little girl. Mm-hmm. And and uh, for us, our, our girls are grown and gone. So we were trying to you know, get everybody here or one here, eventually got her here. But, you know, we hadn't had everybody in the house um, probably in about four years. So that was cool uh, Mm -hmm. to be able to do that. But now it seems like, God, it was like six weeks ago. (laughs) Um,
2: New Year's resolutions. Do you do that? Do you do much of that? No, not usually. Uh, Yeah, no, not. It's I'm not a big New Year's resolution guy. I I'm the type I will just I'll do like a Tuesday resolution. Like if I decide uh, I'm just going to change something or do something different, I just do it. Like okay. that's <laughs> I don't I don't need the New Year to do it. <laughs> goals? Do you do you write down goals? I did when I was
1: coaching, but I don't anymore. <laughs> do you, what for yourself or for your team? Both. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's funny. Probably for the last oh I don't know five, six years, I've made a, a point of emphasis of uh, of writing down goals, maybe even longer than that. Yeah. And since I started doing that, um, and I guess they always tell you this, uh, Coach Beatles, that when you write down goals and you commit yourself to them, um, and then you extend yourself out a little bit, uh, it's amazing how you achieve them.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a reason we always had our teams do it, our players do it, because there there is something to... Writing it down and like we'd keep them and have them. Yeah. I mean, they, I don't know. It's, I don't know if it's mental or psychological or what, but there's definitely something to it. So I haven't done my 2023 goals yet. But yeah. I, I, and then what I'll
1: do, I, I had some initiatives this past year too about, you know, staying in my own lane and trying not to repeat myself and um, things along those lines, which those are, those are subjective. Yeah. Those are not, you know, <laughs> hey, did you, did you do, did you do this? Right, um, You know, and so, and I'll keep track of when I achieved it. Mm-hmm. Like I'll write the date down and like, okay, yeah. achieve this on March the 31st yeah. or whatever. Yeah, And I'll have a, I have some low hanging fruit uh, goals that I've had on my sheet for years that I just, for whatever reason, I've I've either A, been reluctant to go do it. Uh, and one of them is just the simple thing of just getting my eyes checked. Oh yeah. It's <laughs> like, so it's like, cause I've, I wear readers and right. I need to, I needed to be more diligent about that. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if I. I still have. I still have uh, today and tomorrow. Yeah, that's true. But yeah. tomorrow's uh, tomorrow. I got basketball, so that's, <laughs> that's gonna be it's tough. Not, that's gonna be tough. <laughs> um, this from the H sporting center chat line, and you alluded to this yesterday. I heard that there were several schools kicking the st- the tires on Coach Joey McGuire here recently. Yeah, the reason for the extension. Yep, these schools uh, still have their head coaches. But if uh, Coach McGuire had interest, they were firing their head coach to go get CJM. But thankfully, Kirby blocked that.
2: Yeah, that was the rumor from several people, um, like like Big Twelve schools or Power Five, is what I was told. Okay. Power Five. Um, because when I first heard that, I I started thinking about the openings and like some like Purdue, like those openings just didn't make sense to me. And mm-hmm. then and then it was no, this wasn't open schools. It was schools that wanted to be open you know for the right guy basically right so that so that I mean that then it's just kind of impossible to predict and maybe the, you know maybe that's just rumor but I, I don't think it's hard to believe in my opinion you know I yeah no I don't, I don't think so either I'd heard like two
1: years ago when K-State was in town mm-hmm. that there was discussion amongst the K-State people to hire him and fire Chris Kleinman oh really Wow. And uh, that there may have even been a meeting that took place yeah. between him. This is before he was here, right? right. Yeah, yeah, He was at Baylor. Yeah. Um, and that maybe if K-State
2: had lost that game to us that day, that they would have made a change. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of the it, – it, like, I thought of that game, and the people I talked to is kind of the loser leaves town <laughs> coaching wise. Uh-huh. You know, like, and a lot of it might have made of might have depended, especially for Wells, on how it went. But the fact that you know, you should have won that game and didn't when that it kind of adds to second half, right? yeah, it kind of adds to the list of those types of games. Um, you know, and he obviously lost his job. That was the uh, he didn't lose his job after that game, but that was the nail in the coffin. Um, well, it, he, he did because it was that that Monday after that game. Oh, that that's right. Yes. Oh, because I was thinking TCU was probably when he lost his job, and then yeah, the the Kansas State game was the only, was the, a, the only
1: surprise <laughs> to me was that it took till Monday. Yes.
2: Yeah. That's right. That's you know, right. And, yeah. and I really thought that we
1: were going to see one right after that game. Yeah, I did too. And when we didn't, I thought, well, I guess next year. <laughs> um, and and then you think about so now think about this. So what if what if we had scored a field goal or a touchdown in the second half of that game and eked it out and had become bold eligible? Yeah. Y- you would not have the momentum that you have right now. I mean, no. a lot of his players have certainly
2: contributed to yep, the cause. Yep. There's no question. He, could have, he He knew how to evaluate talent Yeah, and get them here. And who sure. knows?
1: Maybe he could have gotten over the hump. I just don't think you would be sitting here with this. Because look. If they were to put season tickets on sale today, and who knows, maybe they will next week or mm-hmm. whatever, I think the renewal would be huge, oh, right? Yeah. yeah, You know, they're going to put out the basic renewal, renew your season tickets, blah, blah, blah. And then, um, you know, they'll open it up for new I I think that you'll probably um, get back to some pretty um, high numbers in terms of season tickets for next year, because yep. one of the things that they made it this past year, and this was a, a Jamie point that he made at the start of the season is... I just want it to be fun again.
2: Yes, exactly. I, before this year, I knew plenty of people who had given up their season tickets under wills and brought and just the idea of McGuire brought them back. And so now we have tangible, like, hey, this is fun. He does win. Yeah, you're right. Beat me. Oklahoma. Yeah. You beat
1: Texas. If yeah. you weren't there, I mean, you missed out. Yep. And you know, there's. Let's let's face it. I mean, I don't care where you are and what town you live in. You don't, want to, you don't want to miss the it events, no. right? Yeah.
0: Getting your sports day started the right way. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, breaking down the biggest games. If Texas
2: Tech does not win the Big 12 football conference, who are you rooting for to win the conference? if Tech does not win
0: it this year. Well, busting
1: some chops along the way. I hold back on sending you stuff. I mean, I'm very, very, very judicious. We
2: spend three hours a day, five right. days a week together. We, why yeah. Why would yeah. we need to communicate during the weekends? <laughs>
0: right. Save we it for the show. We, we, say, we do. We save it for the show. Tune in to The Morning Drive live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. It
1: is December 30th, 2022. It's the final Friday. Of 2022. Here with us today in sports history is
3: Jeff McGuire. Gonna start in 1926. This story feels oddly familiar. The Chicago Tribune reports that the Tigers threw a four game series to the White Sox in 1917 to help Chicago win the pennant. <laughs> 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 the uh, reports mm-hmm. were never substantiated. Oh. So let me get this straight. Something that was said to a newspaper wasn't necessarily true. Oh, <laughs> I like it. 1973, AFC Championship game took place at the Orange Bowl in Miami. The Dolphins beat the Raiders 27-10. to 10. Also, the NFC Championship took place at Texas Stadium. Vikings beat the Cowboys 27-10. to 10. Same score, two games.
1: That set up a a back-to-back Super Bowl win then for uh, the Miami Dolphins. And they have not won since.
3: Such a shame. Yeah. (laughs) For shame. They should just fold up.
1: How crazy is that? You know, how the, the Cowboys struggled like the Raiders did to win Super Bowls. I mean, they won before the Raiders did. The Raiders, you know, would be in that championship game and just find ways to lose. And then the Cowboys... Couldn't defend home field.
2: Yeah.
3: 1981, Wayne Gretzky scores five goals and an assist in Edmonton's 7 5 win over Philadelphia. Gives Gretzky 50 goals in 39 games, the fastest 50 in 50 in NHL history. Also sets an NHL record with a 15 game assist streak.
2: I, it's like I saw there was a kind of a big deal that uh, Ovechkin got to 800 <clears throat> goals recently, um, and he's still, what, 200 behind Gretzky? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just wild to me. Like <laughs> the stats are just hard to believe. There's a reason he is the great one. Right. Yeah. And then, yeah, you see stuff like that. It's like, wow.
3: There's arguments for who's the best <clears throat> baseball player of all time, who's the best football player of all time, who's right. the best. Everyone says when you're talking about hockey, no argument. Wayne Gretzky, end of conversation. Yeah, right, right. Start,
1: start, start there with number two. Yeah. behind him. Yep.
3: 2008 NFL head coach Mike Shanahan is fired by the Denver Broncos.
1: Well,
2: they'd probably like to have him today. I mean, he's yeah. old now, but I mean, yeah, they are struggling. That's a good. Uh, I don't know if I we were talking about you know NFL yesterday, but. For my money, Kyle Shanahan, best coach in the NFL right now. What? Yeah, so that's a that's a coaching family right there. A lot of times, you uh, that doesn't necessarily work out. Like the the sun's kind of a result of nepotism more than anything. But sure, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan knows what he's doing. I don't know if he's the. I don't think he's the best coach. <laughs> Maybe my I think, preference. I think.
0: Same. I think
1: I think you can put Andy Reid in San Francisco and they would be exponentially better. And if you had Kyle Shanahan in, in Kansas
3: City, they would there would be disappointment. Ooh, I don't know about that. I don't know. I think you could put Andy Reid in Cleveland and they would be successful. Yeah. Yeah. I think Andy Reid is awesome. Like,
2: he's probably number two. I just like what Shanahan does. And I think if you flipped them, they would look totally different and still be successful. Like, San Francisco would still be successful and Kansas City would still be successful. Of course, it it, it helps that Andy Reid has Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to separate. No, it's hard. That's that's
1: right. It's hard to hard to get beyond that.
3: Yeah. Funny you mention him. <laughs> okay. 2018, Patrick Mahomes becomes only the second quarterback in NFL history to throw for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns during the Chiefs' 35 to three win over the Raiders. He achieves both marks with thir- a third quarter 89 yard touchdown pass to Demarcus Robinson. And in 2020, San Antonio assistant Becky Hammond becomes the first female to coach an NBA team after Spurs head coach Greg Popovich is ejected in a 121-107 to 107 loss to the L.A. Lakers.
2: I think when that happened, there were rumors that he did that on purpose <laughs> so she could get that.
3: Pop, do something on purpose? <laughs> no. Yeah, I think
2: he's, he orchestrates everything,
3: right? Yeah. yeah. She's a Las
2: Vegas Aces, I think, head mm-hmm.
3: coach now. I think she's still on staff in San Antonio too. Oh, uh, both? I think she's doing both.
2: Oh, cuz their seasons don't. That's they right. They don't overlap. Yeah, oh, that's right because the Mavericks have a have that same situation with or they did with one of their assistants. Yeah, I saw like when cuz when she got hired by the Aces, there were players coming out like, "Why like Salary comparison. Yes. Yeah. It's like, why is this coach making? And then she goes and immediately wins the championships. Like, she
3: might know what she's doing. Might, <laughs> that money, right? yeah, she that might. money might be well she spent. She knows how to coach. <laughs> yeah. There's no argument. Yeah. It's National Baking Soda Day. Nice. I guess, you know, everything deserves a day.
2: Sure. Baking soda is a big player in it, the Beatles household.
3: It's a, it's a fine ingredient. Yeah. And a required ingredient in a lot of different things. Just not sure it's worthy of a day. Are you the
2: cook or is your wife the cook? Both. What? She does ninety percent of the cooking, but I, I, I can do it and I will do it if I need to. Do you have a specialty? I can cook anything. I cannot bake a single thing. Okay. So like if if it's if it's like a recipe and I don't I've got and she always laughs. Like, I, I don't know, like, I can, I can follow a recipe, but I'll add stuff and I, I'll just kind of, it's more of a. <clears throat> It's more of like a suggestion list than mm-hmm. a recipe, and I can kind of make it work and throw things together, add things that aren't on there to make it taste good, which is why, apparently, I'm not a good baker. It's because when you bake, you have you to gotta, follow that recipe. There's exactly. a reason that's the way yeah. it's set up. So I can cook, can't bake, but she does most of the cooking. Okay. To, yeah.
3: Happy birthday, LeBron James, 38. Tiger Woods, 47. Tyrese Gibson, 44. Carson Wentz, 30. And Matt Lauer is 65. Boy, has he dropped off the face of the earth. A little bit. And on this day in 1922, in post-revolutionary Russia, the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics is established, also known as the Soviet Union. The new communist state was the successor to the Russian Empire and the first country in the world to be based on the Marxist socialism. And that is this day in sports history.
1: All right, we will uh, march on. Da, 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 da. You know, if you were in Russia, they would be playing that. Da da, da 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 da
3: That's very much the Imperial March? Yeah, I understand that, but I
1: view that
0: more with the Ruskies <laughs> than I do with anything else. Your morning dose of coffee and sports. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app.
1: Uh, this from the 8th Flooring Center chat line. This station is weird when Jamie Lint is gone. I don't really think he so. He works
3: with Clint every day. You yeah. can't tell me that. <laughs> that.
1: That is some kind of strange there. Um, good morning. 7.15 this morning on the Morning Drive with uh, Taylor Beatles was in for Jamie and uh, Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. So anyway, I was talking about Dimitri Moore. So um, so I participate in this thing called Suited Up for Success. Many people around the community do. And it's, uh, I think, a wonderful event. <clears throat> Basically, it's... Uh, you know, helping uh, student-athletes make the transition to the business community um, with, you know, basically um, etiquette on, you know, formal dinners and social interaction, you know, at um, cocktail parties, business after hours, things along those lines. And then there's a, um, they get a suit of clothes uh, that's provided. Um, and then for both the men and the women, and they the, the women have, a, I think, a choice of you know, different styles and the, and the men's pretty traditional, you know, coat and tie. And then uh, there's a, a mock interview. Mm-hmm. So I get the the list of people that I'm supposed to, you know, interview. And it just happened that Dimitri Moore was one of them. And I'd met him at um, one of the events. You know, we just interacted and then sh- just showed up just random, showed up that I was going to interview him. Well, this event was like the Wednesday or Thursday before the Iowa State game and Look, their focus was on beating Iowa State. Yeah. So for whatever reason, he wasn't able to make it that night. But of all the people that I was supposed to interview, the three or four that I was supposed to talk to, I think it was three, um, his resume came through. And it's frankly one of the most impressive college resumes that I've seen. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, this is a young man that went to Vanderbilt. I mean, that's not the easiest school to get into. No. Um and he has a Bachelor of Arts uh, from Vanderbilt. He he did go to Missouri State uh, and uh, got a graduate certificate in professional studies. But it lists all the things that he, he had, had done,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, in addition to his volunteer service, and and uh, which includes things here in Lubbock. He was All-SEC Academic Honor Roll 2017, 18, 19, and 20. That's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. He was a 2020 Butkus Award nomination um, a recipient, but then also had participated in a number of different things. Anyway, the, the point is, uh, look, as you well know, things happen in scrums. Um, but for Lane Kiffin to say what he said about Dimitri Moore and to accuse him of uh, uttering a racial slur when he didn't hear it and doesn't have firsthand knowledge of it from one of his guys, um, then I think it's irresponsible as a, for a head coach to do that. I don't think he would have done that. You made this point yesterday if they'd have won. There's you know, no way. You know, uh, do, do, do guys get twisted or what in those in those scrums? Sure. Uh, the things happen like getting punched in the midsection, probably, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I think it's probably, and you could probably speak to this. Probably pretty hard to spit
2: at somebody when you've got a mouthpiece in, right? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they could get the job done if they wanted to. And that one, you know, and that was, it was that it was like a big altercation, like a big shoving match. And you know, Kiffin, and and I thought this at the time, but since there's been videos of other angles, you know, Kiffin was like, they got the number 11s wrong. My number 11 wasn't involved. Well, there were some people on Twitter who found, like I said, other angles. His number 11 was involved in the shoving match so they may not have even gotten you know the wrong number 11 um, so yeah I mean it was just it's it was a lie an exaggeration a deflection from the beginning and I'm glad that Maguire and Dimitri Moore didn't let it stand so if if Lane Kiffin were smart and I don't know that he is the smart he would let this die now yeah oh yeah and he will he will no, we won't hear anything else about it which is honestly is also kind of sad because he he kind of I mean in my opinion he should be held accountable for something like this and I mean I just in the sense of apologizing like I don't need him to you know lose his job or be fined or anything like that but there should be like in the heat of the moment, I may have accused a tech player of something that I didn't have the full information on, and I apologize or something like that. But to be able to just say that with with and it be over and no really repercussions, that's that that's annoying to me.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jay wrote in uh, Lane Kiffin es un chismosa, <laughs> spreading of gossip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was not good.
2: Nope. And but, it, it to me too is something like this. I've seen a couple people post it. I mean, Lane Kiffin kind of took the the playbook of Texas and OU and Texas A&M when we would play them of if you lose to Texas Tech, world deflect by talking about class. And I, I hate nothing more than class talk. Like, oh, that's not classy, this is classy, that's so classy, oh, they like, cl- I hate that stuff. But also, you know, being a tech fan as long as I have, and going there, it's like you hear all the rumors of that most you know frozen you know batteries and frozen tortilla, whatever, you know, and that that's it's the typical play of the loser to Texas Tech to deflect on to class classlessness. Mm-hmm. and that that was just the playbook that Clifford Kiffin used. And I'm glad that we we as a collective, university with McGuire and Dimitri Moore aren't letting that just kind of go unchecked. Yeah, I'm glad we're hitting back. Yeah. 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 I'm with you. I'm glad we're, glad we're hitting back. Uh, we get this, his number 11
1: even pushed a ref in the back, which is an immediate personal foul penalty.
2: Yeah. 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 And like I said, they, the broadcast was weird there. There we missed a lot of reviews we should have had. And that was one of them. They didn't show a lot of those angles. Why do you, why do you, what do you think that is the broadcast? No, no, no. Oh. They're, they're like with the officials. I mean, I think they just kind of mailed it in. It felt that way, and we talked a little bit mm-hmm. about this yesterday. There mm-hmm. were there were spots on both sides of the ball that it was like I don't think he got to that point, <laughs> you know. Like, but but they kind of just let it happen. It, it, it was a weird crew, um, a lot of different. Like, I do think Ted got. Some beneficial calls. They missed the face mask in the backfield. Um, it was absolutely pass interference on their two-point conversion play. Like there was, there was several like that, but they were bad and weird and just inconsistent. The fact that that first targeting wasn't reviewed in today's college football is is mind blowing to me. And that's another thing with Kiffin is, you I don't I don't necessarily think he's teaching his players to do that kind of thing, but th- you can see the lack of discipline in that program and i even saw old miss fans saying this and to to basically like to get th- should have been three players kicked out for targeting that he he's got his own issues yeah. over there because like i said i don't think he's necessarily coaching dirty plays but if you're not coaching the opposite like if you're not telling them to not hit that way then you basically are you're basically
1: um, allowing it this yeah. uh this penalty occurred uh with Ole Miss's drive that started at the 13-20 mark of the fourth quarter um, and as a result um, you know after because there was a fumble on the play that's what you have to remember there was a fumble on the play and at the end of the play there was a penalty uh, for a personal foul Yep, which advanced the ball from um, the Tech 11 to the Tech 26 and gave the Red Raiders a first down and then Tech starts that drive uh, with twelve oh three to go to the game, and it culminates with a Trey will field goal for twenty six yards.
2: Yep, yeah, because there was two personal fouls, uh, yeah, stacked on top of each other. Yeah, that was that was a big, mm-hmm. and that that was when Twitter kind of collectively was oh, okay. Ole Miss is losing it, losing it. They're not only losing the game now; they're losing their heads too. This yeah. this is over, and that made it thirty five to thirteen. 724
1: this morning here <laughs> on the morning drive.
0: Your morning blend of sports.
1: K State is uh, coming off a big win over Oklahoma. Of course, the Red Raiders off their 37 34 overtime win over number 22, Texas. And humor. I'm sure to tell them that. You, you suggested that. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And of course, that got a big laugh.
0: This is the morning drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit.
2: Okay. So, I thought this would be a good time to ask this considering we're kind of fresh off the football season. uh, Maybe on a little bit of a high. Um, So, if you could take one area of improvement from this football season to next football season mm-hmm. what would it be so basically maybe i didn't ask that right just going into next year i told you this improved from this football team to next year's football team and you know i could just tell you right off the bat this is going to get better and that's that you know. That's going to equal wins or whatever. What what would that be? It could be a stat, could be a player, could be an, any kind of number. Just general feel. It, it, any it's pretty open ended. Just well, it is. I, there's like yeah. several things that are running through my mind. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's why I thought this might be a good one because I'm interested in. While well, y'all are thinking, I'll give you mine. So b- turnovers is kind of the easy one to me because your offense turned it over a lot, and your defense, for as good as it was didn't force a ton. They did, you know, in the bowl game. They, I mean, they forced five. Um, but, I mean, you you threw a bunch of interceptions. You gave the ball away a ton. And you, I mean, you finished for, for finishing eight and five and having the negative turnover differential that you did is another pretty incredible thing about this season. So that's kind of the obvious one. But it was the first one that came to my mind. The only other nitpicky one that I could think of is I'm, I, I uh, Football outsiders will really enjoy their analytics, and they have a a busted drive rate, which is basically just the percentage of opponent drives that gain zero or negative yards. So basically, you know, know, you're going out there. You're
1: really in the weeds now. Right. Yeah, I know. But
2: the Tech defense wasn't very good at that. It was team – they were very bend, don't break, which is Mm -hmm. good. But it would also be, you know, like I said, this is nitpicky. It would also be good to see them kind of, you know – Really just flex their muscles and say like, yeah, you're, this is going to be a three and out drive and you're going to be feeling bad about yourself. But like I said, so those, those, I gave you an obvious one and a pretty in
3: the weeds one to give you some time to think there, (laughs) Jeff, do you have an immediate thought? I'm uh, getting the actual number or at least looking for it as we, uh, okay. I'll give you mine then, but it's regarding your passing game. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you averaged 181 yards per game. Yeah. That's pretty wild. 181. Yeah. Passing. Yep. If you were to tell me that was 281 next year, that would tell me that your receivers are catching more balls.
2: Yeah. You're more explosive. That, yeah.
3: Or just more consistent. Yeah. Um, I thought I felt like a lot of times you were moving the chains, but you weren't like, this was not the air raid style of passing offense we've seen. And it's not even like you were, averaging 300 yards rushing either you're only at 136 mm-hmm. that number's fine to me uh, on a per game basis but the 181 seems ultra low yeah it does i'm kind of shocked by that i
1: i uh and this is going to be a sub- uh, subjective i don't have a specific number for you i just want you to be better on first and second down so that you're not third and <laughs> yeah. third and five or more so that you're trying to figure out okay what do we need to get on third down so we can go for it on fourth down. Yes. I would love for yeah, you to be that's a great w- one. more efficient on first and second down so you're better yep. you have a, a better opportunity to convert on third down as opposed to setting yourself up to go for it on fourth. I think you put too much stress on your offense when you're doing that.
2: Yes. Yeah, and th- and th- this is another one that I thought of too is just explosiveness in general offensively. You d- Kitley basically had to call a perfect game because very rarely were you going to be able to call a play and have, you know, somebody make a guy miss and go to the house. You know, it was like he had to be very, you know, meticulous and particular about the plays he called when he called them, because if, if he makes one wrong move and tech ends up behind the chains, you're probably punting because you just, you did not have that, you know, game breaking playmaker, um, and I think that goes to your point of you almost felt like they were, you know, it's kind of old school, almost like we're going to be a, a run heavy triple option type team where it's like just three yards in a cloud of dust. <laughs> like the, it, it, it wasn't it didn't look like that, but a lot of times it was we're going to run it on third and eight because then we'll, we have a better chance of getting a fourth and two than we have a third and eight, which is not something I feel like we're used to around here. We're used to, you know, offenses that can gain eight yards. Uh, But this one this year just wasn't capable of that due to personnel. So that's a good one. I like that. Yeah, it'd be stop playing for fourth down and just move the chains is a a pretty good one. I like it.
1: Uh, Somebody says this, I wish we utilized our tight ends more. I think, I think that goes back to the one that's right before that offensive line improvement. I think if your offensive line is improved, you don't have to use
2: your tight ends as much to block. Yes, that is true, and and like you can use Teeter as kind of like when you're trying to ice a game. You know, you you bring Teeter in, and, and you know that we, like we're going to have some some you know unique running schemes. We're going to use him, and especially since he's coming back next year, use him in ways out of that extra blocker. But I mean, Tharp and Cup are miss, you know, their, their matchup nightmares and I cup
1: of disappointment this year. Or are we, are we are if if you, are we not looking at it like a coach would look at it and go, Hey, we were having to do other things with him. So his, his, his past receiving, uh, production w- took a hit because we needed him to do other things.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't think he was a disappointment because I don't really think it was his fault, his lack of production. Because when he was used, he was incredible. I mean, I think of the Texas game. Obviously, the Iowa State game. He, you know, he has the the, the he mosses that guy in the end zone basically for the win. But it was like you said, it was. It was more a necessity for him to stay in and help the run game and block than it was he was almost a luxury in a passing game and hopefully next year it won't be a luxury it'll be a part of the offense.
1: I still want Mason Tharp to be a force. I mean, yeah. I mean, the guy's 6-9. Yeah. Yeah. He could be
2: Gronk, right? Uh, yes. I you know, with him I just can he block consistently enough to where it's not obvious what tech is doing when he's out there. Or I think that's the question. And maybe maybe hmm. Travis Kelsey too. Well, that would be great too. Yeah.
0: You're tuned into the Morning Drive podcast from Double T97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. That's not to say that they don't respect the run game that you have, but you're talking about one quarterback leading the, the conference in passing so far this year.
3: And remember, he didn't start the first game. Right. He still played a lot, though.
0: And also bringing some humor to your day.
1: I, d- I just don't want to disappoint you. I just. <laughs> as much as I disappoint you, I don't want to disappoint you in some things that you expect from me.
0: Hear the show live weekday mornings at six on double T 97 three or on the double T 97 three mobile app.
1: Thank you for being with us with Taylor Beatles this is in for Jamie Lynn and, uh, Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. We, uh, I had a couple of questions about your attire
2: today. Your your uh, <laughs> your your stocking cap. Yeah. Are you a guy that always has to have a hat on? Yeah, pretty much. Unless I'm at work or like school. Well, you're at work. I mean, you're being <laughs> paid to be here. I mean, this is not yes. uh, it's not not volunteer
1: effort yes. today. Yes.
2: Yeah, school. I mean, yeah. Uh, especially this early.
1: Do you think if you walked into uh, a bank today that they would they would have their Hand on the alarm,
2: <laughs> surely not. Sure. Sure. I,
1: I got a button down shirt on. I know oh, no, you, you got the long hair, the glasses, the stock, the black stocking cap. Yeah,
2: yeah, kind of. I, I could see, yes. I, 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 uh, my wife posted a picture, some social media site that I was in the background of and someone commented that I looked like I just robbed a Seven Eleven 11 because I basically wore this exact thing to meet with my professors yesterday. A couple of my professors, they, they didn't have, they didn't have a problem.
1: Were they listening <laughs> yesterday or are they even aware that this radio station exists?
2: They are aware because I told them okay. about it. Okay. <laughs> and when one of my professors came to one of the, uh, one of the broadcasts, uh, that pregame at the stadium. Uh-huh. So they, yes, they are aware. Okay. Yes.
1: Usually, uh, Usually people of high academic acclaim are somewhat unaware of <laughs> oh, yeah. all the effort that we put into this thing. Yes, yes, yes. Although uh, Dr. Skubinick, is, uh, he's a, he's a, a frequent uh, listener of, of uh, this fine radio station. That's good. He and his wife. Yeah. So, yeah we're, we're happy to have him. I got a text from a, a buddy of mine who said it must be cold in the studio. It's, it's not cold today. It's actually comfortable <laughs> today. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Because somebody had asked this, uh, Beatles, are you hitchhiking your way across America after this? You look like a quintessential karaoke. I don't know what that is. Kerouac. Kerouac. My favorite author. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So that's a friend, obviously, then, right? I have discussed. Which is a compliment. This person says, which is a a compliment, because that's good, because I don't know who... Kerouac is. Yeah, he's
2: a beat writer. He's one of my... Uh, a beat writer. Yeah, I guess, sorry. He was a beat generation writer. He doesn't, f- like, follow a team and write, write on the beat. Not that type of beat. Uh, but yeah, we, yeah, I've talked about him being my, my favorite writer on here. Um, but see, the thing is, is this is not your typical beanie. It doesn't cover my ears. No, it doesn't. So it's not really keeping me it's that warm. It's not necessarily a skull cap either. Though. No. I believe this is called a uh, watchman's cap. Yeah, you look, <laughs> like I said, you kind of look like kind of look like you You have other ulterior motives today. <laughs> I'm, you, you get me up at 5.30, uh, there's no telling. I'm just, I just good thing I have pants on. That's, that's all else. We're happy about that. Lady
1: Raiders <laughs> open up uh, their Big 12 play tomorrow. Uh, they'll take on Iowa State. Iowa State's one of the, best teams in the conference they're known for hitting threes they they'll hit about 10 a game they take care of the basketball they get to the free throw line very disciplined team they have familiar names um and so this will be uh, for the women too a a true test um to begin big 12 play probably the the team that gave you uh, amongst the stiffest competition would have been colorado uh had to come back uh to win that game on november the 16th so that's it's been a month and, you know, changed about six, seven weeks ago. Uh, won 86 That was coming off of a loss to Jackson State. That was disappointing. Uh, that was the, the third game of the season and your only loss. So they're 12-1 and heading into the Big 12. And then next week, uh, they have two road games playing at uh, KU on Wednesday, January the 4th, and then going to TCU a week from tomorrow um for a five o'clock tilt against uh texas christian uh they're at Schulmeyer. um then they come home on wednesday the 11th to face oklahoma so i'll be curious to see um how they do against iowa state iowa state's not played in 13 days Mm -hmm. um and we know we know what they're gonna what they're gonna bring they're gonna try to you know shoot from the outside they're gonna play some pressure basketball. I mean, and, and I think one thing that uh, the tech would like to do is they'd like to take care of the basketball better. Yes, for sure. Um, and they did that in their last home game. They did a better job of that against Mississippi Valley state. Um, and I think the distribution of the scoring has been good. Uh, can you keep, uh, people from getting into foul trouble, Ella And can you get a few more minutes out of jazz Lewis? Mm -hmm. Um, She's like uh the third leading scorer and eighth in minutes, mm-hmm. okay yeah, so that's that's a bit of a that's a bit of a challenge uh for them and then Katie Farrell's just been as advertised yeah very much a scrapper uh assists steals rebounds um and basically s- sets the tone for the team on the court so. We'll have it for you tomorrow at one thirty. The
2: tip at two. Can I? I from got United Supermarkets Arena. I am not very well versed in Lady Raider basketball, so I, I've been wondering a few things. Okay. Um, what's the ceiling for this team?
1: Man, I, I'm just going to be flat out honest and say, hey, if you could get, if you could get five, six wins in the Big Twelve, I think that would be huge. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think they would tell you we want to win them all, right? That's, yeah, you know, that's your standard. Yeah, they should. But have. I think there's some. I think if you could get to postseason play, that would be a ceiling for this team. Yeah. So postseason play at this point in time is you're you're gonna have to win five or six games in the Big Twelve, uh, probably to get to the WNIT because you're gonna play 18 more games, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you know if you if you if you go, let's just say you go five and Five and twelve, five and thirteen. Is that is that right? Six six and twelve. So then that would put you at eighteen and twelve for the season. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's you're going to be borderline NCAA team. Yeah. At that. Yeah. Um, so I think getting to postseason play would be what they where they really want to get to because yeah. then that shows progress. It mm-hmm. shows progress in recruiting. Right. That shows progress to your fans. I mean, the fans have, have been there. I mean, they're, you're averaging three to four thousand a game. Mm-hmm. So that's been
2: and and it's been entertaining. And they've been and they're fun to watch. Yeah, it seems that way. The, I I've the high, I've watched highlights and clips and it it has seemed fun. And it yeah, like you said, you especially the home like you can feel the crowd yeah. in those clips too. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Chuck,
3: putting you on the spot now. Uh-huh. Five Who are wins. Five? five wins. Who are the two sweeps? Oh,
1: man. Well,
3: or do you get a sweep? I don't know if you get a sweep. I don't so know. So five you- home wins then.
1: Yeah, I don't know if you get it. So I'm I'm gonna say if you if you do that, I'm gonna say TCU, Oklahoma, KU, K State. How many is that? Four. Four, and then you're gonna have to maybe Oklahoma State because they have a changing coach. Um, and then you know Texas, there'll be passion against Texas. Uh, but, you know, with what happened going down there last year and winning, yeah, and and then winning on the road at Oklahoma last year, yeah, and then can you steal one? I mean, who knows? You might be able to if, if you could steal, like if you could start the season one and one, like w- with a. I mean, if you won, if you won tomorrow, that'd just be huge. Yes. Yeah, you know, that'd be huge. Um, and then if you went to to Lawrence and won, I mean, this is a much improved KU team. They're coming off of a tournament appearance. Um, they're they're athletic. They're big. Uh, they've shot the ball well, um, but <clears throat> that atmosphere won't be what usually the the atmosphere is here. For a women's basketball game, now they may yeah. have they may have improved it a little bit because when we were there last year, it was okay. But we're talking the Wednesday after,
2: you know, New Year's. Heck, I don't think, I don't think the men's game will be very rambunctious, at, you know, unless it's tech people on Tuesday here. Yeah. No, sorry at TCU. Oh, at TCU. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, I think it'll yeah. be tech people. Right. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I think yeah. it'll be I think it'll be I think it'll be tech. Which people. honestly if if tech was in the college football playoff, I wouldn't care one iota about a conference basketball game, so I don't blame TCU people for that. Yeah, no. It's 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 hard to
1: blame for that. So, you know, like I said, the 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 second season or maybe even the most important part of the season uh starts tomorrow uh, for both the men and the women. Well, have all the games for you between Double T ninety seven three for Texas Tech Men and 1077 Yes FM for the Lady Raiders.
0: You've been listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to double T973.com.